Hello and welcome to Cycling Talk Podcast with me, Georgia Mahoney. Make sure to follow my Instagram account at cycling.talk.podcast and check out my new Linktree feature in my bio. From this feature you are able to access my other social media platforms and also different ways to listen to my podcast. Several of my guests have awesome YouTube pages and I really wanted to share some of their amazing videos with you. So each week there will be a new video which you can find on my YouTube weekly feature section on my link tree. Today I'm joined by GB track and road rider Will Tidball. Will is from Devon and when chatting before the interview I realised that there are so many events that we have done at the same time without realising that the other person is there. So it's a great example that grassroots cycling is so important in development. Thank you for joining me today, Will. Uh, Thanks for having me on. What are some of your early memories of being on a bike? Um, I think, um, well, I, I can't really remember a time when I wasn't on a bike, to be honest. When I was young, I sort of I used to go around on this thing called like a bunny bike and you, you push it along with your legs, sort of a bit like a balance bike nowadays. And my um, my dad used to sponsor quite a lot of the uh, the local, they were like trials people, sort of like Danny McCaskill and that those sort of style riders. And I'd go out and like, um, well, I must have been like three and pretend to sort of do the tricks they were doing, doing the bunny hops. And like, I'd, I remember there was one set of lights through um, my local town and I used to go through it and uh, I'd fall off at the other side, right in front of all like the old ladies and stuff, just to uh, just to try and sort of I don't know, I don't know what I was doing, but I did it every time, and I can remember that. And that I was I must have been about two, three, and my parents always said I could I was on a bike before I was walking, really, <laughs> sort of uh, yeah. So yeah, that they're probably my um, earliest memories. <laughs> What's the first bike that you remember being really excited about? Wow. I remember my first bike was like a rally with stabilizers. That was sort of my first actual bike. But the probably the, the first one I was excited about was when I started Cycle Speedway. And I must have been about, I think I was seven. And uh, I remember my granddad took me down to the track and I'd just been sort of making do on a on a borrowed bike and stuff. And, and he got me this bike and it had the wheels that I'd been like secretly ironing up for myself and yeah, I, I was just so happy. I remember that. And then later on, when uh, I started road, I got supported by um, a local cycling um, well, place called uh, Exmouth Cycles. And they gave me a, a focus. Well, they, they helped me out get get a focus. And I remember being so excited about that and waking up the next morning thinking, oh, God, is that actually my bike? <laughs> but yeah, that, that's they're probably the most yeah, excited I've been. How did you first get into racing? Um, well, I'm a bit different to, well, most people. Uh, so I sort of started out doing a cycle speedway, um, from about, I think I was six when I started all the way until when I was 16. Um, and that was sort of my thing. I'd go away at the weekends doing that. And I was, I think I was 10 times national champion at that. And, uh, it was great to sort of learn, learn that and learn all the bike handling skills just by me- messing around with my mates and, like cycle speedway for anyone that doesn't know it it's a um it's a oval track about 80 meters on a shale surface and it's a it's to replicate motor speedway so there's four of you and you you line up at a, a set of tapes and the tapes go up um and you do four laps and it's the first person over the line wins um there's no brakes there's a freewheel no gears pretty pretty basic bike um physical contact sort of allowed so you can sort of use your body and stuff and it's just a great way of just getting in cycling and learning the basics so that's how that's how I started and then I progressed on to when I was 12 I sort of realized oh I can't really be a professional cyclist at this and I've sort of without sounding big-headed sort of done what all I could do really up to the point where I'd be 19 and I'd go to Australia and do the world championships or something like that so I sort of thought oh I'll give road a try and track and yeah just sort of went from there did you join a local club yeah yeah so my first club was the x Racers cycle speedway club um when i was six and my that still goes it's, it's down in marsh barton if anyone wants to go down there 
my my nan and granddad actually still run the show down there and they they love it so hopefully when 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 the restrictions allow that'll be back on and then after that i was sort of i rode for a cs dynamo as my local exmouth club uh and then when i got more into racing i moved to chard wheelers who was more of a sort of racing setup with a with a, my previous coach probably my first proper coach uh called brandon ellis who sort of showed me the ropes it was a completely new world to me going from doing i don't know four four times 80 meters to crits and stuff that were an hour long it was it was it's like going from doing sprinting to 10,000 meters it's a bit of a bit of a change but yeah who did you like to train with and what sort of training were you doing um I guess it changes really because when I was when I was younger I sort of didn't really see it as training I sort of just went out and would go as hard as I could for an hour and come back absolutely knackered um so when I was younger, I sort of used to love racing around on my own and pretending I was, I don't know, when I was really young and I used to race around my granddad's yard at his house, I'd pretend I was, a, for instance, a jockey or Valentino Rossi uh, on my own. And then as I've got older and training's become like more and more, it's been nice to, especially moving here to Manchester, to be able to train with people like me. So people that help get you out of bed when it's when it's horrible outside and yeah, and you've got to go out for six hours in the rain. Um, it makes it a bit easier if you're doing that with other people because time goes a lot quicker. So you mentioned that you were the British National Cycle Speedway champion 10 times. The first time you won that, you were just eight years old. How did it feel to win that? Um, oh, it was massive, really, at the time when I was eight. I remember... So there's there's different so you have sort of a, in cycle speedway you have a the at the time you had the British Youth and Junior League which was sort of like rounds so you do four rounds and the the person who gets the most points in all those rounds is the national champion uh, and I managed to win that when I was eight and then there's there's another competition which is like I guess sort of like cycling where you get the jersey and you sort of the national champion um, but when I was eight I remember there was this one lad that. Um, that beat me the year before good ollie and uh yeah we had some good battles and yeah i was just i was buzzing it was really good and it was really nice to be there with my family and mm. yeah from then on i sort of especially in cycle speedway anything that wasn't a win everyone was a bit like oh what's happened so yeah sort of started there oh that sounds really cool so you spent a few years doing Cycle Speedway, including representing Great Britain. What was it like competing in Cycle Speedway for your country? And how popular is the sport around the world? Um, the sport, it's, it's an amateur sport, so it's not like um, road or track. It's sort of people just do it to have fun. And obviously there's titles and stuff like there's world championships every four years. There's Ashes series, so people in Australia, Poland, uh america now some people in china have started doing it it's quite big in all of the nations that really do speedway really um so sometimes they come over to here we go to australia um so yeah representing great britain was it was a massive thing for me i remember i think i don't, I don't know how old i was i think i might have been might have been 14 15 um but just to sort of go for all the years i'd been sort of doing well on the national scene and go and represent your country for the first time at Cycle Speedway was, um, it was great because I got to share that with my grandparents who had sort of brought me up since I was six and stuff. So yeah, it was really nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> so how did you go from Cycle Speedway to track? Other than riding in an oval, they seem to be pretty different from each other. Yeah, for sure. Um, that is pretty much as similar as they get, and they both got no brakes. Um, but obviously, the track's got fixed wheel. I sort of started off, um, well, like I said, I just started cycle speedway, and then I progressed onto the road, and I realised um, that I wanted to be part of the uh, the junior academy, which is British Cycling's setup uh, for juniors. And to do that, I had to do track. Um, so I'd often be up to Newport. Luckily, I got I managed to get onto the RSRs and then the ODA, and then it's sort of like a pathways, and it's that's that's you on the pathway, and you sort of then you're trying to battle to get into the junior academy squad. Um, 
yeah, I just went and did it and did all right, I guess, yeah. How did you find all the traveling up to Newport? Yeah, obviously, yeah, it was it wasn't ideal. Um, it was about two hours each way. So track leagues on a Tuesday night was pretty tiring and I'd go into school the next day pretty, pretty knackered because I wouldn't get back to 11, half 11. But luckily, my family were really supportive. Um, so I managed to get some sleep in the car and stuff. It wasn't like I was driving myself there. Um, so they're, they're the ones to thank, really. They, they made that all possible. Um, but I think we do need a velodrome in Devon, don't we? I think that's that's yeah. what we need. Um, one day, who knows, it might happen. I hope so. Um, put Devon on the map a bit. That, that, that was the closest track. So, yeah, I just sort of had to, didn't really have a choice. What sort of riding did you do with your family? My brother, my younger brother, well, all my siblings, so there's four of us. The youngest one's now 11. We all we all did Cycle Speedway. Um, and then sometimes, like my parents weren't massively into cycling, so the only times I'd ride with them if we were going down the cycle path or something to the pub or something. But, um, yeah, that, that's about it. But it was there was one time I've got a photo of it. There was um, me, my brother Owen, and my, my sister Rosie. We were all national champions at the same time, which was pretty cool. It was a pretty good photo of us in our, our jerseys. Yeah, it's nice to see that they've sort of followed in my footsteps. My brother's now gone on to play rugby and my sister. She's gone to a... She's, I think she's trying to go to boarding school and education sort of taken over for them a bit. But my youngest brother absolutely loves cycling. So we'll see. Maybe in 10 years' time, there'll be another one on the road. That's cool. <laughs> so it was your grandparents that got you into cycling then? Yeah, pretty much. I Well, yeah, my my mum and dad, they sort of... They obviously encouraged it. My granddad was into motorbikes um, and I wanted to be a professional motocross racer. And we knew someone at the time called uh, Thorpey. He was, I think he was world champion motocross at the time. And uh, he said the best way to sort of train for motocross is to be good on a bike. Um, and then my parents didn't really want me to get into motocross because it's very dangerous. Um, and they know a lot of people that have had quite serious injuries from it. So I sort of never really left cycling and just, yeah, just, just carried on pedaling instead of having a throttle. <laughs> so you were racing all over the country as an under-16 rider. How did you fit that all in around your education? Yeah, I guess this is probably where I'm a bit different to other people. Some people say, um, wow, to be fair, when I was uh, under-16 in my GCSEs, it was more of a balance sort of trying to do well at both. Uh, and then once I got my GCSEs and I did all right in them, luckily, towards my A-levels, the because the A-levels were compulsory um, and I, I knew really I wanted to be a professional cyclist. Um, my school were really, really good with um, sort of tailoring my education around my cycling rather than making it a problem. Um, so that did mean my attendance at times when I was an A-level wasn't great. But... Um, yeah, luckily, well, it's going all right at the moment. So, um, but I still got A levels uh, in history P. So, yeah, it, it was hard and it is hard. Um, and everyone's got to find the right balance for them. I'm not really someone that can sit down for hours and then like my brother can and revise. Um, so yeah, for me, the cycling was. Well, I sort of needed it to be be myself. <laughs> I couldn't really just switch off the cycling for. Um, two months whilst I revised like some people could um, but I, I would just be a, a ball of stress if that happened. <laughs> How did you become part of the GB Academy and what did it feel like for you to get a place on there? Yeah I think for me that was that was massive really coming out of juniors and I had I had a couple of good years as a junior I wasn't wasn't a great junior I had a lot of sort of been my career a bit up to now really is sort of a lot of opportunities that have sort of slipped through my fingers with crashes and stuff like that um but to get onto the the under 23 academy uh was the next step of my sort of development and I thought that was the best place for me to be and I still think that um and hopefully it will put me in good stead for the future so yeah it was I was I was buzzing I think um yeah, my family and everyone was really, really happy. How do you get selected to be on the academy? Um, 
Wow. It's sort of um, when I got selected, it was through being in junior academy and uh, doing well there and, and showing potential to then go on to the senior academy and be good on the track and the road. Um, nowadays, the track and the road are sort of are getting a bit opposite ends of the spectrum in a way, as in some people that specialise in the track aren't like a team pursuit and now is quite, quite a big guy and to be a good road rider. Um, it's almost like the opposite or you can be sort of it's quite explosive it's, it's sort of different it's different sports really now um, but sort of doing both was what they were looking for um, and I think that it's still the case now um, so yeah just, I just worked hard really and worked hard got results luckily I had my um, my family supporting me all the way and just went for it yeah so you were competing in track, road and cycle speedway all at the same time. How did you train for that and how did you prioritise? Uh, so this was, this was when I was 2016, so I was last year youth on the road. Uh, the priority was always the track and the road. So I do like all my, all my training. I, I'll be honest, my training wasn't super structured back then. I didn't have a power meter. I only got a power meter when I was first year under 23 so i wasn't wasn't really like looking at numbers and stuff like a lot of people are nowadays mm. um it was more sort of doing turbo sessions and efforts and stuff like that and then with the cycle speedway it was um the national championships was at my home track and i hadn't done it all year um and i just went and did the one one national championship and uh, i won it yeah so it, it was sort of as a byproduct of the training i'd done on the tracks mm. because for cycle speedway they don't no one really trains every day it's not like uh, it's not quite as professional like when i was younger in a good way really when i was younger you sort of train on a tuesday thursday night go racing at the weekends and that was sort of it and you could just do your race and then you'd have burgers and chips you makes after it was, it was a good laugh and it really i really do suggest it for people that they're trying to get into cycling and get their kids into even road racing track racing mm. Uh, like you've seen cyclocross is quite compatible i think i think cycle speedway also is it's taught me a lot um so yeah that's just how i did I, i'll be honest yeah i didn't really train for the cycle speedway. i did two tra training sessions before it and just yeah i rode to the track on my road bike and won it luckily but yeah that was the last race i did and i'd love to be able to do it now but the risks of um well i'd get i'd get told off i think if i if i uh broke broken arm or something doing cycle speedway <laughs> um, so yeah that's that's why I don't do it but I, I would love to still do it if I could oh it sounds really cool then so in 2016 you were the junior national points race champion on the track what do you remember about that day I remember it being the hardest race of my life <laughs> up to that point um I remember I, there was three of us we got a lap me my good friend Oscar Minge and someone called Fia Medell and uh, I guess I sort of wasn't so known then. So no one really knew or thought of me as such as a threat. Um, so I got a lap luckily with them and I worked so hard to get that lap and I picked up the points on the way. Um, and luckily it was enough to, to win the title. But I remember once I'd got the lap, it was actually pretty grim because I'd gone so deep that I was actually being sick. <laughs> so yeah, I was, I was sick on my, on my bike, which was absolutely horrible. Um, so I, luckily, uh, the people that got a lap with me didn't score any more points because I was a bit of a mess because I went that hard. Um, but yeah, I, it was massive. It was it was great to to do that onto the on the track as well as the cycle speedway. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, I, may, I probably made that sound quite grim. <laughs> Did they have to clean the track afterwards? Well, I don't know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I was at the back of the bunch. I wasn't sick on anyone um it probably wasn't like it wasn't lots of sick but there was sick on me and stuff it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't nice <laughs> yeah I remember I came in and my dad was like why is it sick all over your bike <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> how was it racing for GB in the world cup event in London yeah for me that was that was something special really um, probably didn't realise it at the time how special it actually was, but especially looking back now with with everything that's gone on with coronavirus and the lack of racing we've had, 
and almost the World Cup's now sort of being extinct because they've got this new format in place, which means that I was reading today they're only going to do a scratch race and an elimination race at World Cups, which is a, it's a bit sad, I think, personally. But um, yeah, at the time it was great. We, we trained massive, we trained well into that. And it was my first first few months on the program. Um, and to even get selected to that squad, I was I was chuffed. And then to go there and and then we beat the European champions at the time, which include Elia Viviani. I was like, oh my God. And we beat him, when we look back at we beat him, I think it was about 0, 0.002 of a second or something. It was literally on the line. Um, and I remember going round and right in the last few laps, the crowd was quite quiet initially, but as we were catching them, because they, they really blew up, um, the crowd just got louder and louder. And it's, which is weird, because you don't really, I don't normally hear the crowd and sort of when you're in the zone. Um, but I did that time and yeah, oh, it, was, it was great. And having my family there and my girlfriend was there, it was just, yeah, it was great. Oh, it's really cool that I didn't realise that you can, uh, that you sort of zone out and you can't really hear. The... Yeah, it's sort of almost, I don't know, I don't know if it's zone out, but you just sort of, because you're going so hard, you're only concentrating on, on what you've got to do. Um, but yeah, I remember the crowd was, was mad and it was, it was really good because, uh, really the London 2012 Olympics was what really spurred me into wanting to do what I'm doing now. So to do it on that track um, and get a medal against people that um, like who bought bike and stuff, they're, they're old. They're a lot older than us. We are, I think the oldest guy on our team was 20. I was 18 at the time. And so was Ethan Vernon, Fred Wright, Matt Walls. Now two of those lads have now gone on to be world tour riders. So yeah, it was, it was really good. How do you find road racing in different parts of Europe? Do you like the cobbles? Oh, it's, it's a weird one, isn't it, really? Because I'm not a massive fan of Belgium. As in Belgium, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to the places we stay in Belgium on holiday, put it that way. But um, the racing in Belgium does suit the rider I am. Lots of short, punchy climbs, which is sort of like a, a VO2 effort, sort of like um, on the track and the cobbles and stuff and crosswinds and yeah for racing it doesn't really get any better does it it's proper strongman's racing um and then elsewhere like france we did a race in france quite hilly italy i remember being really humid and the baby giro being really hot we did a race in portugal as well that was really cool lots of there was lots of climbs there as well but um yeah we're so lucky we get to see lots of places and i'm sure I'm sure in a few years' time I'll tell you different things as well because I'll probably know a lot more than I do now. Um, but the last two years, well, last year and a half, sadly, I haven't haven't actually been away to race really. Um, so I've just been getting my head down and training. So I know you've raced the Seton Road Race, and I actually raced there the same year, but I didn't realise that you were there. I only just realised when I was just searching for the questions. I think it's really cool that they shut down the whole town for that event. Yeah, that is a, that is one of my favourite races, I think. Um, I remember, for me, it was sort of like my local, local-ish race and the child wheelers, they, uh, they, they put the race on. I hope it carries on, really, after all of this, because Brandon did a really good race. Well, really good job putting the race on and, and making, it, um, making it entertaining and getting the town involved and... I remember Sidmouth, you probably, I don't know if you'd have done it, but when, when the Tour of Britain came, they had crits the night before around Sidmouth and that was really cool. So hopefully they can carry on doing things like that. Like this year, the Tour of Britain, I know stage finishes in Exeter. Um, so maybe that would be cool if someone could put something on there, hopefully at the end of the year. But yeah, Seaton was, yeah, it's a great race and I've got some great photos and great memories from that race. I remember going up that hill about, 20 times and then I do the senior race after it on my junior years. I know you've raced the six days of Ghent and this is a, a world famous six day. Tell me about how that went for you and what it involves. Yeah, that's a, it's a, it's a hard race that, um, the tracks a lot smaller than a normal track. So it's about hundred, I think it's 180 meters, something like that. Whereas a new, normal tracks, 250. So you have to be proper switched on and they're on restricted gear. So you're, you're spinning quite a lot like when you're a youth. Um, 
and just to do that every day like we were doing 220 lap 240 lap madisons as well timed events um i've done it a few times actually i did it with ethan vernon uh when we managed to get the track record um and then uh i've also done it with reese britain which didn't actually go so well we uh we were doing the same event with that we got the track record in and um there's a video on youtube and uh as I leaned back to sling Reese in on our second lap, he, he sort of um, caught my pedal as he came past me and uh, unfortunately broke his collarbone, which wasn't great. So we, yeah, that was, that was the time you probably haven't heard of, but we did, yeah, that we only did Ghent two day that, that time because uh, the other four days I couldn't race because of Reese, bless him. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, it's great race and doing that and seeing all, wow. I, I love the history of, um, against six day uh, like people like Wiggins and and Eddie Merckx and all, all of the um all of the famous cyclists that have been in that velodrome is pretty pretty crazy and I definitely suggest if I wasn't a cyclist I'd love to go and watch and have a few beers um because it, it it does look like great fun like you literally have to walk through the the bars and the crowd to get to the track um <laughs> Yeah, that's that's definitely one race that COVID needs to be uh, gone for because everyone was proper close. But yeah, no, it was great. You went to Switzerland for the track World Champs. How was that experience and what events did you race? Um, so this was back in 26, uh, 2018, sorry. Um, I was a second year junior and it's the first time we'd done the Worlds and um, we were focusing on the team pursuit mainly. Uh, with the aim of winning that and hopefully breaking the world record, which I think was four minutes at the time. Um, and uh, yeah, we sort of, uh, we trained really hard for that and it was sort of a big opportunity miss. We, um, we, we did well in, well, we didn't do a best ride in the first round. And then the second round was against the French to get into a medal ride off and uh, we were beating them and we were, we were on schedule for a, I think it was four minutes or four oh one, some some really quick time, and uh, we were down to three. And Ethan, as he changed, just touched. I think it was my rear wheel because um, he just changed a little bit too shallow and just crashed. So we couldn't finish, and sadly that meant that we couldn't actually ride a um, we couldn't ride a final either. Uh, and then the omnium, I did the omnium as well, and I had a I didn't have a great time. I'll be honest. It was it was one of the first times I've done a tempo race and. It's taken a while to sort of learn learn how to do that. Um, but yeah, it was a great experience to go out there and do it, but you sort of feel like you've been a bit robbed. Should have had a rainbow jersey, but um, we'll get one one day, hopefully. Yeah. Is it easy switching between track and road and competing in events like the Madison and then riding the junior events in Kerner Brussels, Kerner and Paro Bay? Um, I think it depends really. Obviously it's something it's something I definitely have to work on is sort of being able to come in from a roadblock and do well onto the track. Um it's easier with stuff like the Madison and the Omnium, stuff on a bunch bike, but the team pursuit nowadays, because it is so specific and fast and it's almost like a different um well, it's like a different athlete that's good at a team pursuit. Sort of your man one and twos, they can struggle a bit if you come in off too much road and not enough track so it's always a balance and we um we've done a few few practices during this period of um coming in off the road and doing like recently i did a i did again um track gp which had all the people that are going to be at the olympics at it and we came into it off of a roadblock and that actually went okay because that was um the madison and omnium and stuff like that but um it's hard for the team pursuit but it's it's not it's not not doable, and I th I'd like to think um, in the future people can still do both. Yeah, you and Ethan Vernon were Madison national champions in 2018. How did that feel? That was a that was a mad race, to be honest. The day before, Ethan Ethan did the individual pursuit and he broke the world record. Um, and I remember in the race he was sort of feeling it a bit, and understandably so. <laughs> Um, so I, I actually, I think that was one of the best days on a bike, really. I was absolutely pinging. And it was just one of them days where you just, your legs don't really hurt. You just sort of feel like everything's going right. And it's almost like, it's it's what you train to be like. 
they're the days you sort of train for really the days where everything almost becomes effortless um so yeah that that was really cool to win that with Ethan uh especially after I think it was after no was it just it might have just been just before the worlds um but yeah sadly we didn't get to ride the Madison at the worlds but yeah one day <laughs> yeah one day do all tracks feel the same to ride I've heard that they can be very different I've only ridden the one at Newport yeah for sure they're all they're all different they've all got different sort of transitions and steepness of the banking some some of uh smaller corners and longer straights so that the banking is a lot steeper some are shorter like the one we raced worlds on was 200 meters so team pursuit was 20 laps which is quite a lot of laps when you look at at the start um but yeah yeah they're all very different um you'll you'll, you'll see that when you even go around the country like riding derby it's it's different to riding london like london's a bit more, i don't know i think it's a bit more shallow as i can remember and derby's a bit more um there's, it's like bumpy in one corner we did a lot of time there as a junior sort of training um but yeah they're all very different and it's, it's it's something you have to adapt to when you go away to competitions so we we train here team pursuit on on manchester track and you're literally looking at things down to each lap by one tenth of a second so you say you're aiming for a i don't know a 14 14 two lap or something 14 four lap and your coach is walking each way. So um, it's really something you have to get used to when you go abroad and you only have a few days to to train on the track that you, you literally have to be within a second each lap, a tenth of a second, sorry, each lap to do well at. Um, so yeah, they're all, they're all very different. And it's nice to, that's how it should be really. It'd be a bit boring if they're all the same. I went to the Worlds in London a few years ago and I just think it's an amazing atmosphere at any any velodrome really london was great i remember for the world cup the atmosphere was electric because there's a lot of there's a lot of seats there and it's quite close to town so people can just come come to the velodrome for a night out and yeah no that, that it's always good to be in front of home crowds as well because you get extra extra motivation and yeah it's brilliant have you done much track since covid like racing since COVID. um well, we we've done a few simulation races. So within the Great Britain cycling team, we uh, we've done races where other races haven't gone ahead, such as the national champs. We had um, we had a set of racing where everyone came in and got COVID tested and put into one bubble in isolation for a few days. And we did sort of like an Omnium and a Madison. Um, so, yeah, we have done bits. Luckily, we've been very lucky to train and be able to do bits on the track um the first lockdown the whole track was shut so i was in devon um but yeah now now everything's sort of opening back up hopefully um the racing starts coming i'm sure that's frustrating for you as well yeah yeah so with there not being any crowds there then is it was it a lot harder to sort of focus and get the motivation when you were racing um, I don't know, really. I think um, because I've done so little racing, just being in that racing environment for me gave me enough of a buzz um, to want to go. Well, you always want to win a race, don't you? Yeah. It's not. I don't really mind if there's a crowd there or not. You sort of want to. You want to win the race, whether it's track league or if it's world champs. Um, but yeah, obviously, without crowds, it's not quite the same. But every other sports had to get on with it, and I think we're just very lucky to be able to race at all if we can yeah it's a bit of a shame obviously for the crowds because they want to come and watch and stuff yeah. um but hopefully that will be back yeah i think it's just great to be back racing now yeah oh yeah for sure yeah and it's nice yeah it's, i didn't realize like, i did my first race not that we can just go on the one before that and i remember coming back and it was about 10 o'clock at night and i was i woke my roommate up and was just like buzzing really because I'd just done my first race and I was like, oh, it's, it's just so nice. Because for me personally, I'm not, I enjoy training, but I'm not one of those people that trains just for the sake of it. I, I train because I want to be really good in a race. Um, and I've always been a racer. So um, yeah, I, I love racing and that is definitely the thing I've missed most. Yeah, I think it was the same with me. I think um, I... I did a race at the weekend and I just felt so excited. Where did, where did you race? 
I raced one of the one of the seven XC mountain bike races. Oh, and cool! It was. I did my last race in like over a year, a few weeks oh, ago. Yeah. It's just so nice to be back, you know. So do you race? Do you race road, mountain bike, cross? Do you do it all? Yeah, I do. So you I must be busy. You're going to be busy anyway when it starts. When all the races start coming back on. I haven't done road for a couple of years, but yeah, I do like the off-road riding. Yeah. Do you prefer that to the road then? Yeah. I'd like to get a mountain bike because, um, especially when it was snowing here in the winter up north, just to go out on a mountain bike is so nice. So hopefully, I'll I'll get one of them sorted this winter. Oh, you should definitely do it. Yeah. <laughs> Have, have to ask done? Harry for one. Harry, Harry's bikes are a bit big. <laughs> oh, they're really cool, though. <laughs> <laughs> have you done any off-road racing before? Uh, no, I sort of, um, apart from Cycle Speedway, I, I wish I had. Um, but to be honest, I didn't I, I didn't have the financial support to, to warrant having so many bikes. Um, but I definitely would suggest to anyone out there, if they can, to go out and do as many different sorts of racing as I can. Mm. It's great, isn't it? I love, like for me, doing track and road is great because it's fresh. Whereas when if you were just doing one thing all the time, I think it would become a bit monotonous and it wouldn't be quite the same. But being able to mix things up is, yeah, it's great, especially when you're young and just try everything and enjoy it. You've had quite a few crashes on the track. Does yeah, it affect you mentally? <laughs> um no mentally I've always sort of brushed them off the worst thing for me is just your life when you've got to live for a week sticking to the sheets and stuff like that it's not it's not nice um obviously it's part of part of it and I think I've had my fair few crashes uh touchwood luckily I've never had a serious injury um I've had a lot of injuries and a lot of lost skin but um yeah I think I can't I can't really get I can't really let it play in your head because um if I did that I'd be worse at what I'm trying to do. So you sort of just have to block it out and leave it and just think, oh, I just crashed. That's it. That's I just gotta deal with it. And then brush yourself off and go again. <laughs> Instead of making a thing about it, I think I think it's quite easy to especially when you're young. My brother, I remember my brother crashed once on the track and you're sort of like, oh, made me more scared, but yeah, you just sort of got to try and be tough and brush it off. Do you have any other memorable track moments that we haven't talked about? Track moments? Um, I guess um, I, I remember I did quite well at the um, the national championships when I was a first year under 23. Um, I came third in the scratch race behind Ethan Hayter and Mark Stewart. That was quite a big thing for me because I sort of felt at the time that was me sort of breaking through to the senior ranks and really trying to mix it up with the the podium lads that you're probably going to see at the uh, the Olympics, um, which is the next goal, I guess. You've also competed in the Tour of Yorkshire with the GB team. How did it feel to be part of that? I think that was one of the most enjoyable three, well, four-day races I've ever done. Um, and it's got me absolutely buzzing for the Tour of Britain, hopefully this year, because... There's two stages down in the southwest. Yeah. Finish in my home city will be amazing. But yeah, toward Yorkshire, I um I rode for a a, a junior team from Yorkshire based in Otley called a PH Mass. Um, and one of the stages went through Otley. And even though I'm not from Otley or Yorkshire, I did feel like oh this is I saw my saw my old coach and it was just quite um yeah like riding behind Ian Stannard and stuff and really mixing it with the big boys and it was it was really cold there was really bad rain but the the crowds were still out and yeah they love it in Yorkshire and it's much like Devon really we just need to um get a bigger scene down where we are yeah I'm <laughs> hoping to go to as many stages as possible of the Tour of Britain so hopefully I'll see you there <laughs> you'll have to come and say hi hopefully hopefully I get selected I'll be very upset if I don't Crossed. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. I, I did a recce of um when I was home recently of stage two, uh, so the Devon stage, and it's it's a brutal stage. <laughs> um, yeah, it took me six hours to do it. 
<laughs> on my own. So hopefully the Peloton does like draft you along quite a bit. But um, there's some you forget Devon's probably one of the toughest places to ride a bike. And if you're from mm-hmm. Devon and you know that. Um, so yeah, I think all the northern lads will realise how hard it is down here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's great for training though. Oh yeah, it's brilliant. You can't beat it. Yeah, I think if you if you come from cycling, uh, sorry, you come from Devon and you, you train on stuff like Dartmoor and Exmoor, and like in lockdown, I remember um, I did one ride and I went all the way up to Exmoor and then down to Dartmoor, and yeah, you just can't beat it. it is it is amazing and the weather's great normally. Touchwood, um, and yeah, yeah, it, it makes you tough. <laughs> yeah, I know you've done the baby Giro. That must be an incredible thing to do. Do you have any memorable moments? I think for me, that was one of the hardest races that I've ever done. Um, I remember the first few stages, it was pretty, oh, it was it was pretty special really because I was racing with people like Fred Wright, Matt Walls, Ethan Hayter. And uh, I remember Ethan won the first stage and he got a pink jersey. It was a prologue. And uh, we were in a hotel and Matt, Matt brought us all a beer and it was just it was just mint we just all sat outside having having a beer and just sort of realized enjoying the moment that Ethan had won this this stage in this massive race and then I think the next day he won the he won the next stage as well and so Matt had to get us another beer <laughs> um and yeah and then Matt Walls went on to win a stage and so did Fred so we won four stages out of I think eight I'm not sure um and we're not really climbers so it, yeah, it was massive, and Ethan took home the he took home the red jersey, and uh, for me, it was just nice to, as a first year experience, experience that, and and obviously I was working for them, and so I sort of realised through that how much of a team sport cycling really is, because I was burying myself just to sort of bring a breakaway back, so Ethan could have a chance to win, um, but yeah, it was it was a great week, and definitely one I remember forever. What road events did you manage to get in during 2020? Yeah, so like I said, um, it was a it was a bit of a sad year, really. I um I trained really well in the winter, um, got into some really good shape heading into the classic sort of at the start of the year, much like this year, really. Um, we did one race in Rupfen, and it sort of went okay. We uh we had a crash with 3k to go, so it wasn't ideal, but we were there, um, and then from there literally that was it we got called home from Belgium everyone was like oh we're doing get level game in two weeks and no and then everything got cancelled uh, and everyone's like oh surely they can't cancel Roubaix and then didn't do Roubaix and Flanders and everything was sort of out the window um and at the time it was I, I didn't deal with it great initially but um after I got my head around things I sort of thought oh, I'll try and make the best of this situation um which I've tried to continue doing obviously it's not it's not as quite as neat, easy as that um, there's times where you feel not so motivated there's times where you feel really motivated and it's just trying to sort of be consistent with your training and stuff um, but that was the last road race I did and that was back in I think it was uh, it was early March late February of 2020 um, I'm planning to go to the Tour of Mallorca well I think it's called the Tour of Mallorca it's like a stage race in Mallorca uh, on the 9th I think so that'll be my next um, road race and I can't wait I feel like I've been training forever for races that haven't really happened. <laughs> so what are you looking forward to for 2021? Um, I just want to race as much as possible, really, and have as many opportunities as possible. I think the main goals for me, having the classics gone was a right shame because that was sort of my my sort of races. Um, but then looking ahead, we've got stuff like um, hopefully the European Championships on the track followed by um, hopefully the uh, the World Championships on the track as senior at the end of the year. And then we've got Tour of Britain. That's a big, big aim for me personally. Um, yeah, just getting as many um, experiences in as I can and trying to trying to get some results to break through into um, a good team and then or, or podium or both, ideally. Um, for me, that's the aim. Uh, so, yeah, just working hard towards that at the moment. What sort of rider do you see yourself being? Do you think you will focus on a particular discipline? Um, I don't know, really. Um, 
I've never really known what sort of rider I am. I'm sort of okay at everything. Um, I don't know. I can do the track. So hopefully, hopefully initially, my aim will be to be a track rider, but okay at the road. Um, I would like to go to the Olympics in Paris and uh, get a gold medal. Uh, I think that would be a good end to my, well, yeah, it'd be a good box ticked. Um, and then from there, hopefully go onto the road. I guess a bit sort of like what Geraint Thomas has done. Um, sort of go onto the road and see what you can do in the classics and stuff and just go from there. Um, but yeah, it's I don't really know yet. It's quite a hard one. It's, everyone says, oh, what sort of rider are you? But then I think nowadays people aren't really sorts of riders. You look at someone like Wout Van Aert, he's not a sort of rider. He's just He just thinks, oh, I'm just going to try and win everything. Yeah. Um, like he's a time trialist. He's a cross rider. He's a, he can climb with the climbers at the tour. Um, he's amazing. Um, so yeah, I think try not to pigeonhole myself too much. Um, but yeah, just try everything and see what goes well. What's your favourite race you've ever done? My favourite race. I should have thought about this question. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's, I guess there's there's different sorts of favorite races. Like when I was young, like thinking back now and talking to you about all the races locally near us, like Dunkerswell and West Point and Torbay at the time, you didn't realize it, but they were, they were the funnest races. I think I enjoyed them. Uh, and then now sort of going into a bit of a higher profile and being a bit more serious stuff like tour of Yorkshire, um, the London world cup, and then uh, hopefully tour of Britain this year. They're the sort of races that make me think, oh, yeah, they're just, yeah. I think they'll be my favourite sort of races. But yeah, just try and enjoy all of them. <laughs> Where would be your favourite track to ride? My favourite track? Well, I want one in Devon. That would be my favourite. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, that if I could make a track in Devon, that would be perfect. But apart from that, London is a really nice track. I like that track. I've got good memories there and it's just, yeah, it's a nice building and it doesn't feel like a shed a bit so much like Newport. It's a bit of a shed in that um, it actually feels like an arena. Um, so yeah, London's quite good. We'll have to build you a track. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to push through it. Yeah. Where's your favourite place to ride for fun? Um, Wow. I'm very lucky I get to ride my bike in lots of great places. I love coming home and riding my bike. I'd be lying if I said I didn't love Devon. And I'm proud to be from Devon and I'm proud to ride my bike around there and Dartmouth and all the views and there's so many places. And yeah, Dartmoor, uh, I do love it around there. Um, and then abroad, like we've been to uh, we've been to Girona. There's a nice coast road in Girona. And that's pretty amazing as well. There's there's a lot of, yeah, there's lots of good roads out there, but I think Devon, definitely. Yeah. You don't realise it, but yeah. Maybe it's just because it's home. I'm a bit biased. <laughs> Is there a race or event that you would really like to do, but you haven't done yet? Um, I actually would really like to do a Road World Championships. Yeah, I've never done a road world championships. Um, and there's meant well the road worlds this year in Belgium. So they're over the Flanders cobbles and so it'll be sort of the Flanders that didn't happen as an under twenty-three, I guess you could say. Um so it'd be pretty cool to do that. Yeah, I'd like to do that. Um it's, it's quite easy to be greedy though. Like I'd like to do track worlds as well. I'd like to do all the races I possibly could, but you've got to get selected for these things. So but yeah. For sure. Do you prefer to train on your own or with other people? I think it depends really what what a what mood I'm in and what um yeah like sometimes we're so lucky here we can train with each other and we have been through lockdown where there's a lot of group rides and stuff I know they haven't been happening and, and people will be missing them um but then when I went back to lockdown I was training every day on my own like my dad would come out behind me in the car and that was I'd literally just, yeah, do six hours on my own and it would be fine. I'd just be loving life. Um, so, yeah, it depends. Yeah, I like riding with my mates and then I like also being able to sort of go and be a bit of a loner 
as well. <laughs> who's your favorite current rider? It's a hard question. Who's your who's your current favorite Ooh. current rider? I have so many. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love a lot of the riders that I've interviewed, especially. But um, oh, really? I think I have favorite <laughs> riders for all the different disciplines, but for row definitely um Mitch Docker he's my favorite Mitch Docker is he fair enough um it's a hard question that I um obviously you think about people that are doing well at the moment don't you like Alaphilippe and stuff and you look at them and you think wow what amazing athletes they are and someone like um Wout Van Aert um and then like in my era when I was when I was younger I was looking up to people like Bradley Wiggins like everyone was um uh, so yeah I, I look up to a lot of people and not even just cyclists like I um I take quite a lot of inspiration from other sports and stuff like Conor McGregor and Michael Jordan I don't know if you've watched The Last Dance and stuff like that Valentina Rossi lots of Johnny Wilkinson lots of different people that to me are, are amazing athletes um and I think yeah I think the important thing is to try and sort of be like all of them have a bit of all of them take the good bits from all of them and hopefully that's you um but yeah I, th- I think yeah well well when art's pretty cool and it says peter's again it's quite hard to pick. yeah my my dad loves the last dance <laughs> oh does he yeah yeah i was watching it last night i've watched it about three times now <laughs> pretty pretty sad but yeah when you're on the turbo i just yeah i don't know why i just love it yeah. i'm not even massively into basketball but yeah it's pretty inspirational i think What's your advice for young riders? Um, it sounds, well, it'd be the same. I shouldn't imagine you ask quite a lot of people this question. Everyone just says, oh, enjoy it. And it sort of it is really, that is pretty much the best advice you could give. Um, also, if anyone needs any con- like any help or anything, they should feel free to, to message, well, message me or message people that they think might know stuff. Um, so yeah, you, you know my Instagram and stuff. I'm sure you'll link it in this podcast. Um, but yeah, just enjoy it, have fun. Um, yeah, just like when I was when I was your age, I was racing around cycle speedway track, eating burgers and chips and 20p mixed sweets, and just having the best time with my mates. <laughs> um, I think yeah, that's the most important thing. <laughs> Don't be too serious. Yeah. You've got five minutes before you head down to the start of a race. What's on your playlist to get you motivated? I had to think about this question because you, you know you sent you sent it through and I was like, oh god, that's gonna be quite a hard question to answer. Um, but I've recently I've I, I quite like the Arctic Monkeys. Um, I've been listening to them quite a bit. Um, so yeah, I think the Arctic Monkeys, something like that. Uh, I've got quite a lot of mixes that I listen to as well, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to say them names off the top of my head but yeah I do like the Arctic Monkeys. Thank you for joining me today Will. No worries thanks for having me. It was great to hear about Will's time on the British Cycling Academy and it was so kind of him to offer support to me and other young riders. You can find his Instagram account at willtidball1066. See you on the bike.